Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This is a brand new episode of Save It For The Show, the fun weekly podcast where I, Dan Fields, sit down with my co-host Eddie and shoot the shit with our friends, with comedians, and anybody else that we can get on here. This week's show is a lot of fun. Speaking of my friends, really good friend of the show, Ben Borowski is on this week. He was my very, very first guest over two years ago, and he's been on the show a few times, but not for a while. So we have a really good catch up. He recently moved to Canada, so we talk about that a lot. We talk about his sex life, of course. We talk about how he's obsessed with Shiba Inu's uh, Japanese dog that he likes so much he actually made a video game about. You should go check that out at shibashibagame.com. We also talk about native advertising and the great segment that John Oliver did on it. And a theory of mine, my seven times theory, where I say, if you try anything seven times, you'll like it. And for me, there's a certain thing that I hated, but on the seventh time, I loved it. And I loved it so much, I made it my real treat. So that's it. So thank you for listening. Appreciate that very much. And without further ado, here she is. Hey everybody, welcome to another brand new episode of Save It For The Show. This is episode 105, and with me I have an amazing guest, a friend of the show, sort of the grandfather of the show, our very first guest ever, Mr. Ben Borowski. What's up, man? What's going on? How are you? Nice to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, so this is your, I think technically your third time on the show, right? And like I said, you were the very first guest. I think you came on, gosh, the fourth show, maybe? I want to say it was like the fifth, and it would be 100 episodes. Wow, that would be nice. Not sure, though. I have to look. Hey, let's just pretend it is. It was meant to be, and, and here we are now. So it's been a while. Last time we talked, I think you had maybe just gotten divorced. I don't know. And a lot's changed for you. You're not even... Well, you're still American, technically, right? Yeah, I, I don't. You don't lose your citizenship for moving to a different country. Maybe you should. You know. Yeah, you if, think? You think I'm a traitor? You know, if you denounce America because we're not good enough for you, you have to go to the Great White North to Canada. That, that coincidentally is the only way that you can technically lose your citizenship of the uh, the American. You know, uh, you you have to publicly sort of renounce your citizenship or denounce the country. Otherwise, you, it stays with you. What do you mean publicly? Like, if on this show right now, you said, fuck America. Well, you, you would have to basically just state your intent in some way, whether that's sending it to the government. I, I'm, I didn't look into it because obviously I'm not about to do that. But it's basically, you know, just you show intent that you have no intention of coming back or or wanting citizenship. Well, I'm not sure if there's an actual filing process or not. Listen, but anyway. Man, you turned your back on America, and America says, fuck you. You stay in Canada. We don't want you back here. Okay. I'm just I'm kidding. Okay. I'm so, okay with that. Well, no, 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 no. So it took you, it was quite a deal. I remember seeing on Facebook and stuff for you to get citizenship in Canada. It's not as if you said, hey, I want to be a citizen of Italy, Canada, Rome, whatever. You had to go through quite a bit of shit in order to get up there and actually get it, right? Yeah, and I don't even I don't even have a citizenship yet. It's just permanent residency, so I have to live here for two more years and or something like that, and then I can apply. So I'm basically a citizen, except I can't vote and I can't run for public office. So I have to oh, wait. I want darn. to. Be, I do want to become mayor of Vancouver eventually because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can be a better mayor than Rob Ford. But sure. Um, but yeah, so it it took about. A year and a half total with all the application writing and the had to get uh, physicals and stuff like that, lung x-rays, all kinds of uh, blood tests to make sure I wasn't carrying any, you know, communicable diseases and things like that. Now, Um, why not just go to Canada and just live there with your lady? Because that's the thing. You went to Canada for love and we can talk about that. But why not just go to Canada, live there and what, pay taxes still to America or not pay taxes at all? Why? Why be legit? Well, you can, uh, as a visitor under the NAFTA agreement, which is basically an agreement between Mexico, the U.S., and Canada, you can visit any of those countries for up to six months without a visa. You're sort of given a a visa 
de facto visa. Hmm. Um, and then you have to leave the country and come back in and they don't have to allow you back in. So, and the, the trouble with that is that the, you have to have like a fixed residence. So I would have had to keep an apartment or something in America that I could say like, look, I live in America. I'm American. I have no intention of moving here. Right. Other, otherwise you're an illegal immigrant at that point. Hmm. Um, so basically by get, getting permanent residency, I can move up here and I don't have to maintain any kind of shit back in America. But I do still run my business as a Washington state business. So I, I pay taxes there. I pay taxes in the United States and then I'll have to pay some different taxes up here. Hmm. That's kind of shitty though. I mean, I get why you have to still pay for America. Hey, so thank you for making money in Canada and funneling it down South. Like yeah, some sort of, you know, it's like, not all bad. No, you're like a, a Mexican guy who crosses the border and sends his money back home. That's essentially right. what you are. You're the, you're the exact same thing. You're standing outside a Home Depot with a sign. Man, have, have you ever been to Southern California out in front yeah. of a Home Depot? Sure. Yeah, I mean, they do, uh, you know, the, the immigrant workers hang out in the Home Depots in Seattle, too. It's pretty pretty common. That's crazy. They, they got to get gotta get some work somehow. The first time I saw that, it kind of blew my mind how blatant it is where, I mean, these guys, I'm assuming they're illegal, right? I mean, couldn't the, mostly I would assume so. Yeah, it seems like it could be slim, easy pickings for a cop to come in there. But why? What, what good is a cop going to do? Fucking have, hassling those guys. Honestly, those immigration guys have bigger fish to fry. They're they're they go after more the the uh, illegal the companies that are hiring and and kind of doing that under the table instead of you know granting them proper visas and yeah. things like that. You know, it's it's mostly the shitty white people taking advantage of immigrants that are it's the major problem. You're right. Why, why, why crack down on some nice Hispanic dude who's going to go rake leaves in some idiot's lawn for $10? You know, that's exactly where we need to be focusing. You're right. Focus on the big issues. Okay. So you moved to Canada for love. So when you told me you're moving to Canada to live with your new lady, I was, I was worried about you. I'll be honest. Because it was pretty fast, right? You you met Marie. I know you'd known her for a long time, but you guys got serious and you were moving pretty quickly, right? Yeah, I I think I had the about the same amount of people who were like who said go get him versus you know um, our friend our mutual friend Dad, uh, aka Dave, was definitely on the the side of uh, oh you should be careful it's pretty soon kind of thing. And Marie certainly had some friends that said were telling her that I was the rebound dude and things like that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, well, but, your, uh, ha- your haters we, are your motivators. Yeah. We, sh- we showed them. You sure did. Cause you guys have been together. What? Like two years now? Yeah, Three? Two, and a, two and a half. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thanks. And I wanted to talk. I told Nicole, my wife, then girlfriend or not even that I loved her very quickly. And I like to joke that I told her I loved her just because I wanted to have sex with her. But I really did love her, so you know, I wasn't oh, I that. You, I, I thought you were going to say, but I really did want to have sex with her. Oh, I did, yeah. very, very badly. But <laughs> and it wasn't like she said, "All right, you have to tell me you love me before we have sex." No, we waited till you know. If anyone of my family's listening, we certainly waited till we were married, and we've only had sex three times, each time to have a kid. Yeah, that's usually how it works. You know, I only have sex to procreate. That's it. That's all I do. That's why I don't have any kids because I'm a virgin still. No, you're not. You told me the other day that you almost slipped one past the goalie, as they say, because <laughs> you. Okay, so I just I've never heard that phrase before, but really, no, Sli- slipped awesome. one past the goalie. Okay, because you. All right, I just had a kid, so I have three kids now, and I am so fucking done having kids that you. I mean, if you were here right now. And you could uh, fix me, I would have you fix me. Just cut, yeah. my, cut my balls clean off. I'm done. <laughs> and I don't care if that means one of my kids dies. Like, one of my kids dies, so what? I'm not having another. If Nicole dies, I'm going to be very sad. I'm still not having any other kids. If I get divorced and I marry a new woman, ah, you know what? That's a tricky one right there. Because I would have to have a stipulation with some girl, I never want to have kids again. And that might limit my options if I start dating a younger girl, because of course, if Nicole dies, yeah. I'm going to date a younger girl. You would, you would, ex- you would limit your dating 
options extreme. I, I mean, I know my dad is in his 60s now, and he dates a lot, and that's pretty much everybody that you date has children or, you know, wants to have children if they don't. So at that, you know, when you start getting into your later 30s, that's like the point where women start not being able to have kids anymore, so they're looking to find somebody to have children with quickly or... Yeah. You, know, you never know. Yeah, but dude, all right, I'm 33... If my wife dies tragically, I'll mourn her for at least two or three weeks. Yeah. And after that, when I, you know, open my eHarmony profile and I start trying to go for it, I'm not dating any 30-year-olds, dog. I'm going for like early to mid-20s. Yeah. And they're going to want kids. And I'm going to say, sorry, these tubes are tied. My dick tubes are tied. And I think they'll be turned off by that because you're right. They're going to want to have babies. So... You know, I'm thinking way too far down the line, but I still I'm going to get those tubes tied because let's just hope my lovely wife lives forever, outlives me at least. I, I I've come to grips with that. I'm pretty sure Nicole's going to outlive me because most women seem to. The the, the age of uh, death is usually higher for women. Right. So she'll outlive me, and she needs to have her vagina removed because she better not fuck anyone after <laughs> I die. <laughs> so anyhow. I don't want to have kids at all. I am like so scared of having kids that my wife has an IUD, which shuts that shit down, but I'm still wrapping it up. I'm still wearing a condom, you know, when we have sex because I am that scared of having another baby. But you, you, my friend, just tell the listeners at home what uh, birth control methods you use with your lovely lady, Marie. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically the natural method. You, I mean... it's it's I think a lot of women may not know kind of how the biology works, but there are there are certain periods in your cycle where the the mucus in your vagina changes and you're able to keep track of that and then there's a spike in temperature that happens after you ovulate so basically the two things that you're checking are like the consistency and then you wait for this spike in temperature and then there's certain points where you say like no, there's no fucking possible way that we can have a baby for the next two weeks because, like, it, the conditions just aren't right. But right. and then, so basically, it takes a lot of you have to keep track of when you're ovulating and uh, and your temperature and stuff like that. So it's a lot of work. But well, hold you know. on a second. So how is she checking this temperature in her vagina? With a thermometer, of course. So she, so Marie, in the morning, she's got a little journal or a diary or an app. Does she use an iPhone app? Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different apps, some really nicely designed ones, actually. So she opens her app and sticks a thermometer up there. And at this point, she's probably been doing this so long that she can stick a finger up there and tell what the mucus lining, it's like yeah, that's exactly time. Yeah, that's exactly how you do it. And I, it's pretty ridiculous that they don't just teach women this in school. But uh, like, you know, sex education, I don't remember really going into that much detail about you know, the, the cycles and stuff. It was more just like, yep, yeah, you have a period and, and then you can have a baby sometimes. No, you can't. The reason why kids can't learn this is because kids are stupid. I mean, <laughs> a high school girl will forget to take a pill and then she gets pregnant. There's no way she can have a nice little tidy journal oh. and, you know, check her own mucus. And you know what I bet too? A 16-year-old girl is probably more fertile way more often during a month than, you know, an older gal might be, too. It's possible, but it's also not possible. Um, I don't know. What do you and I know? We don't even have vaginas, man. I I don't know. I just know what Marie tells me, so... I'm into it. Listen to her. I mean, listen, you know me, and you know how kind of hippie-crunchy I can be about things, and I agree. A woman putting a lot of hormones and stuff, it it can be bad, and I'm with you. But the, the question, though, is, man, do you just hate condoms that much that you just will not wear a fucking condom? No, we use we use them during like the time where uh, where she's fertile for sure. Okay. Yeah, it's not like a, I'm anti condom. I was gonna say you just you just have to just and you can't just even pull out. You just have to come inside her every time. Like you just can't wear a condom. You're an animal. <laughs> just play it playing loose and fast. What can I say? Well, I, you're playing with fire, is what you're doing, man. And I don't want to jinx you or anything, bud. But look. You better I would watch be out. I would be a little more careful if I wasn't, you know, in my if Marie wasn't in her 30s and I wasn't in my 30s, I would certainly be much more choosy about the timing, but at this point it, we're both kind of in a yeah, if like, you know, if it happens, it happens. It you know, it's going to 
because we're, we're going to need to do make some kind of family planning decision in the next in the next few years. Well, you know, so dude. if it happens, it happens. I I would be stoked. I wouldn't be. I'm not scared of that at all. You you're speaking the language of two people that want to have a kid. Nicole and I said the same thing. If it happens, it happens. And what's going to happen is on one of these bad mucus days, you're going to be on the couch watching Netflix, and next thing you know, you're going to start fucking, and she'll be like, no, Ben, it's, it's, it's a thick mucus day, and you'll be like, no, I need it now, and you're going to come inside of her, and she's going to get pregnant. Well, yeah, that's why we had that... St- that scare? The, the, the scare that that shit happens. How stupid are we as guys? And, I, and that wasn't, but that wasn't me. I mean, it's not always, it, it's not always the men that, you know, want to okay. have sex. Okay, you're right, you're right. Fair enough, hey, okay. Let's not be sexist here. Oh, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. It, let's say she wants it. But how funny are we as a, as a species to where in the moment you're willing to have five minutes of nice pleasure and then maybe at the risk of having 18 years of a kid. Like, that's crazy to think of that. Your brain is so fucked up and you get so horny that you'll throw it all away just to come. I don't think it's, I don't think that the brain is fucked up and that you're horny. I think it's a biological imperative to want to sow your seed, so to speak. And so, you know, that I think horniness is a, is the driver of that, that, you know, you want to get your partner pregnant. And, and on, at some level, I think underneath all the, Psycho, psychological stuff you know your your mm-hmm. body is wanting you to impregnate something because you want to spread your uh your genes so to speak that's true i and i'm with you man i mean look you you and you're in love obviously i think that helps a lot too when you are with somebody yeah. that you you you're she's your best friend and the notion of having a kid together and adding to that family union is nice it's not a bad thing so i'm with you man i mean i know you guys aren't married either but who cares you don't have to be just have a baby together and have a good time. Yeah, I'd like to. Well, I'll be sending uh, positive vibes to your dick and her mucus, and I hope it works out. And, you know, what I did, do you want to have a boy or a girl? Oh, boy, we're really going down a rabbit hole here. I mean, we're assuming that you want to have a kid. But if you did and if you were, would you want to have a boy or a girl? Are you? Is this going to be the time where you tell me about the, the depth of your ejaculation and how that you can control the gender? Because I was just reading something the other day about how that's all basically bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. all fuzzy science. That's for but sure. I guess, but I guess you could maybe like manifest a gender. I'd, I would be happy with a child that is healthy. I don't really give a shit. Oh, boy. Uh, that's, that's the politician answer. Yeah. Of course you want a healthy kid. Well, I'd, I'd like to have... A, I'd probably I'd probably like to have a boy and a girl. Yeah, they're fun. Probably a girl first. Yeah, good times. All right. Well, so that's great. Have sex. Rip them off inside. Do your thing. You're in Canada, just jizzing everywhere, and you seem to be very happy up there. So what's the biggest difference now that you've been in Canada for, I don't know, what, a year now? Yeah. So you've lived in Canada a year. You lived in Seattle for a long time. You lived in Ohio What's the biggest thing living in Canada versus living in America? It's it's tough for me to say because somebody asked me this um, that this couple that lives in Toronto um, the other day and Vancouver is is basic is a lot like Seattle so there's not a huge amount of cultural differences. Okay. Um, demographically speaking, like uh, Seattle is much more white and Japanese and uh, up here it's more white and Chinese and there are more smatterings of other um, other cultures so it's a little bit more cosmopolitan and that's something I really dig about the city sure that uh, I don't walk around looking at people that look like me all freaking day right um, so that's that's nice um, in terms of the the politeness thing that that stereotype of Canadians being polite um, I I don't I haven't I haven't found that too much to be true. There's definitely a lot of apologizing. That's that's kind of a true stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Um but like the other night uh, a couple night weekends ago, you know, we were walking home and there was this Canadian gentleman that was screaming about how he hated immigrants and was chattering off all this racist stuff and I had to stop and, you know, question what he was talking about and tell him that he was you know, kind of full of shit and that he needed to travel outside his little, his Canadian world view, you know, so he's from, 
he's from Canada, he's from from BC, and he's never left BC. He's never traveled outside of his province. So oh, it's the, the same kind of shit that you see in Americans with that haven't traveled and don't have any experiences outside of their sure world, world view. Um, but other than that, like I, the other day I was turning around at this coffee shop and I bumped into this lady, and she looked at me and kind of made this like confused face and said, "Oh, you turned and you didn't look." And uh, that really, sh- and I just, I responded like, yeah, you're right, I did. I, I'm really sorry about that. And it, it was just really unusual for a Canadian to tell you like what you did wrong. Yeah. Like, nine <laughs> times out of 10, they, they seem to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Like, right. you know, but, um, but other than that, uh, I would say you have to go more East to experience the more, the cultural differences because then you get the, uh, the Quebecois uh, influence, a little bit more French. Right. Um, so there's uh, more people. Like, there's not a lot of native French speakers on the West Coast. Yeah. Well, and you came from Seattle, which is what, like an hour from Vancouver? Uh, three hour drive. Okay. So I guess it's yeah. a little further. But you're right. If if you came from New York or Texas and moved there, I'm sure you'd have a much different idea of how different it was. Yeah. So you, it's you, it's like it's Pacific Northwest through and through. So if you've been to Portland, you've been to Seattle, and you know, even San Francisco, it's all kind of got that upper West Coast vibe to it, I think, which is, to me, is the best place in, in North America, this, the West Coast, like the Northern West Coast. Yeah. I, I really love living up here. I'm, I'm, I miss some parts of Seattle, but I, I like it up here too. Yeah. Did you hear uh, Robert move to Sacramento? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about an inside thing for 10 minutes on the show. We could talk about Robert forever. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Robert's a guy Ben and I used to work with, and he's like the nicest, greatest human in in the world and a good dude. Yeah, last time I talked to him, he had just moved down there, and they said they were loving it. So it's yeah. good news. Yeah, he's a good fella. So you're in you're in Canada, and based on your Instagram, you're sort of what what you post about is rock climbing and your dog, your yeah. your Sheba. So. I, and I specify that in my profile that I only follow Shiba Inus and I only pretty much post about Shiba Inus. So follow at your own risk. What's the deal with this dog and these dogs in general? What? So a Shiba Inu is, it's like what? It's a Japanese dog? Is that what it is? Yeah. They're one of the six oldest ancient breeds in the world. Um, yeah. They're from like northern Japan, kind of mountainous region. And they're, they're pretty small. Yeah, Mochi's coming. Mochi's coming to say hi right now. Oh, um, she heard she her about, talking about. She weighs it. about twenty pounds, and originally they were bird hunting dogs. Oh. So they're very they're very fast, and I they're hear- they're basically the only way I can describe them to people is that they're basically a cat in a dog's body. So they're awful then. No, they're awesome. <laughs> I that's a bad way of describing it though, because cats are terrible. Well, they do stuff. <laughs> They they do stuff on their own terms like cats. Sure. So you you know normally people will come up to a dog and they'll be hi dog hi dog and the dog will jump up and be excited to see them and lick their face. Whereas Shibas you you can do that to them and they just kind of give you this dead eyed stare. That's like, funny. That's nice. You know they don't really care about anybody but their own little world. This is like your starter kid that you're having with her and you 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 love having her around until yeah. you have until you have your kid. And there's a Shiba in my neighborhood, and they are the coolest looking dogs. And my kids, like, I think there's, you made a video game about them, and I really wish it would have taken off, and it would have had, like, merchandising, because I feel like a Shiba is a character that's just ripe for America to just go crazy over. Yeah. And if there was, like, a cartoon, or if Disney made a, a Pixar made an animated Shiba cartoon it would explode everywhere yeah i was i mean i was really hoping that the the sheeb doge mem would would renew interest in our game but uh no dice yeah so okay here you go let's 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 plug your game ben made a rad little game on android and iphone and it's what's it just shiba shiba shiba.com yeah it's called shiba shiba and the url is shiba shiba game.com check it out it's free right or is it a buck I think it's a buck. It's, it's worth a fucking dollar for yeah, Ben. You, sh- you should download the the Mac version too because it's full screen and we up res the graphics and it's more fun to play with a keyboard than on the little hand, you know, the touch screen. 
my kids love it. It's That's cool. they really do. Like on my phone, and this is I, I think I told you this, and I think I did a FaceTime with you, and I had my kids get on and tell you how much they like the game. This is no bullshit. That my I downloaded it. I think I downloaded a beta version, and my kids would play it. When I handle my phone, they would go to it because they loved it, and they would talk about the red one and the white one and the and the black one. And so, for anyone who's a gamer, it's a it's like a platformer, endless runner style game. And you switch between the Shibas. Each one has a different trait. One jumps, one slides, one has like a dash move. And it's a fun little game. And so you should buy it for a dollar. I mean, you, you'll if a dollar is on the ground, you may not even pick it up. But you won't spend a dollar on an iPhone game. So fuck everyone in video games for destroying the value of a dollar. But either way, Shiba Shiba Game dot <laughs> com. I hope it makes you a million dollars. It's not your first game. I remember uh, Skilo, your your first oh, the, game, the Silo Silo game. Silo, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that you know, funny story. So I made Silo in two thousand and like, it was basically the year the first or second. It was when iPhone two came out. So it was like iOS two point six or something stupid. And, um, and, and that game, that game has made ten times as much as the Shiba game has made. Well, and you know, and, what? I, and I made that game in like a couple weeks or something. And that's just that just goes to show you how flooded it is now, where you could throw out a terrible game at the beginning and make you know thousands of dollars, and now if you make a really full fledged game, it's got it's got it's got to be really amazingly marketed, and uh, and and you just got to get featured and in some kind of like. Uh, usually it's it's the the gaming magazines now that I think are pushing the most traffic. Mm-hmm. Like if you get featured on Kotaku or Polygon or something like that. Totally. Um, I've heard recently that even a a feature on the Apple home homepage is is not worth anything anymore. It just, Jeez. There's so many games. But I have a buddy up here that recently um, released a game on Steam called The Fall, which you should check out. It's really cool. And they. Um, they did one of those Steam sales with it. Mm-hmm. He said that their initial launch was really, really horrible. Um, but their uh, after they did the Steam launch, um, they did like a fifty percent off or something, and they they grossed you know six figures or something after. So like Steam is kind of where it's at in terms of That's indie cool. gaming. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, Steam is like if there's the App Store. Steam is sort of an I, I shouldn't call it an App Store, but it's a, a platform and a way to get games. And it's kind of a bit of a community. I think with Steam, you download games, you see what your friends are playing. It's 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 kind of a social network in that regard. And it's it's uh, it's like Xbox Live. There you it just go. Does, it's not tied to any physical system. You just run it on your computer. Yeah. It's owned by that uh, the company Valve in Seattle that makes uh, the Half Life and uh, Counter Strike series. Right. So download Ben's game. It's great. I don't remember what made us get to this. Oh, yeah, Shiba. So Shibas are great. They're fun. And, yeah, enjoy the, the Shiba while you can until you have a newborn. And, and I'm sure you'll still love your dog. I, I gave Mike Bodge a hard time that I told him he was going to hate his dog once he had a baby. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. And it just made me look like an asshole because I like my dogs. I mean, Christ, I have two dogs and two fucking cats. And I still love them and take care of them. But it's very different no i i get it i i'm pretty aware of that just because uh when i used to have two cats with my ex-wife well we had one cat and then when we got the second cat um we were all about the first cat or the new cat and the the first cat was kind of forgotten about (laughs) not forgotten about just like he just got less attention because he wasn't the new thing the new toy i i do that with my kids right now i'm all about my new baby and my other two kids can go fuck off yeah Obviously. Well, uh, that's why school is starting tomorrow, and I am thrilled that school is starting again. How is it? It's only... Well... Wow, they start early, huh? Here here in California, at least in their school district, they get out very early, and for spring break, they get two weeks. So they start school very early, and yeah, I guess it's only been two months, not like a full-blown three, and it always makes me laugh, like there's that, that Christmas song... Mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. That's like a week, right? Or two weeks. And there's a fucking Christmas song that talks about it. Dude, talk to me about eight to ten weeks. And I love my kids to death. In fact, 
my crazy neighbor lady who I've talked about on the show who like honked at me and yelled at my wife, I've been really trying to be friendly with her because I'm kind of scared that she's going to like burn my house down or kill me or something. So I try to be very cordial with her. And she walked in front of my house the other day and I said, hi. And she said, hi. And we talked about school. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the kids to go back to school. And she said, you know, I don't understand why people say that because I love my kids and I love being around my kids. And I thought to myself, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I love my kids. They like school. My kids enjoy school. They get bored sitting around my fucking house all day long. They need a break. So fuck you, crazy neighbor lady. So they're going back to school, and I'm very excited. And it's good for them. School is great. And my wife will have a lot more free time on her hands, too, which is good. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, the other day, I was talking on the show how I'm not religious. And I know you're not either, right? No, I'm not. I, I presume, you. for some reason, I want to guess that you grew up Catholic. No. No? I, I, I would say nothing, because... Uh, my, well, my mom is uh, C of E, a, uh, aka the Church of England, which is, as far as I remember, is kind of a Protestant thing. But um, now she goes to some, you know, new, newish, non-denominational church. But she's not really religious. She just kind of likes the to go and sing and hang out, and she yeah. likes she likes the community. She does a lot of volunteering work. She just got back from South Africa to do like um, she did like volunteering at um, AIDS clinics there because she's a nurse. Um, so wow. she does she does that kind of stuff with church. My dad, I don't know. He he used to say he was kind of a Buddhist, I think, but I think he's kind of a just a spiritual guy. He believes in a higher power, but not religious, not organized religion. Gotcha. Which I, it's probably like what most people do: just be yeah. good. Maybe there's something else out there. Maybe there's not. But, you know, and, and maybe I'm more like that than I think last time on the show I said I was nothing, which I guess is agnostic or no, wait, agnostic. That would be when you you're not sure, I guess. No, yeah, I think agnostic yeah. is kind of what your dad would be. But you still yeah. think there's something out there. Atheist is no, nothing. Right. Yeah. So, I would say I would say I'm a nihilist. Well, what's that technically then? Technically, from what from my understanding of what nihilism is, is that you don't uh, an atheist. I think is by definition a nihilist. It's your you don't subscribe to any objective meaning of reality. So you don't have your reality. Reality is not defined by the rules of a Bible or a God. Um, you know whether you believe in like science or some kind of other order. It's you know there's no meaning meaning for you is subjective you know what it's what you make of it kind of thing okay i like that maybe i'm that too i don't know i don't know what yeah. i am but i do know maybe i'm more superstitious than anything because i do weird things like i've talked in the past how when i was in college i would do this thing where before a big test i would rub my eyebrows and if any eyebrows fell out i would eat them <laughs> yeah, I think I remember hearing you talk about this on one of your other shows. This is an old show. So for any new listeners, oh, by the way, we've been getting a ton of new listeners. So shout out to any new listeners who are on the show. You probably haven't heard this story. I would eat my eyebrows because one time before a very hard test that I didn't study for, I was like rubbing my head like, oh, fuck, how am I going to do this? And I, I pulled my hand back and there was two eyebrows on there. And kind of like how if you have an eyelash on your face, it's kind of a flirty thing that a girl might do to you or you might do to her. You, you kind of take it and you say, hey, make a wish and blow it. I said, you know what? I'm going to eat these eyebrows. And if I get an A on the test, then I'm going to eat my eyebrows for the rest of the semester. And I fucking aced it. So anytime afterwards, just like a sports fan who, you know, for you, if the Bengals win because you didn't wash your socks, you're not going to wash your socks for the rest of the season. So I ate my eyebrows. So this sort of notion, and I still don't, I don't eat my eyebrows anymore in case you're wondering, but that notion of doing something weird in order to get something abstract, I still subscribe to, whether that means, you know, if I'm running a red light and I make it, then I do something. There's a lot of cause and effect. So the other day on the show, I said, I jokingly prayed and I prayed to Jesus. And I like very like assholey got on my knees 
and was like, oh, Jesus, if this happened, I mean, if a, if a Christian person saw me doing it, they would have been very offended. They would have thought that I was like mocking something very important to them, but I was very earnest and also joking and prayed that something would happen to me in my life for work. And it did. And I thought to myself, huh, you know, this is, this is probably how people get stuck praying because something happened because I asked for it. So I did it again. And guess what? It happened again. It happened again. I got what I wanted when I said a similar prayer specifically to Jesus. I I didn't pray to God per se. I, I singled out Jesus as if it was him pulling the strings which I don't think people really do, right? I mean, he's just the son. He's not in control. It's God, right? Well, he's like a personification of God as far as I know, so it's all one and the same entity. Okay, so my, my thing's going into the right inbox, and it happened again. So now I'm really torn. Like, should I pray that the show becomes super popular? And then what? If it happens, do I, do I need to start going to church? I mean, I'm, I'm really I'm at a crossroads here. No uh, bone thugs in harmony, pun intended. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, well, it sounds like more like coincidence than <laughs> than praying. I would I would say keep it up. Start start praying for more outlandish things until they stop happening, and then you'll know. I I think all of a sudden now I'm Christian, by the way, and I I think I'm going to pray that something really great happens to the show, like uh, a super huge podcaster is going to tweet about the show or mention the show something very outlandish something sort of like quote-unquote big break like and if that happens then you know what fuck it i'm I'm gonna go to church you should get miss cleo on your show miss cleo (laughs) well you know who i might i need to talk to a good friend of the show her name's danielle her mom is like a psychic or clairvoyant or something like that Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should get her on see, and have her do a reading, uh, a live reading. Yeah. I just helped her out with a website thing that I, I made for her a long-ass time ago. Dude, Ben, I made this Flash website for her in like 2008, and it's still live. If I sent you the file, um, I hear it, again, hear it again as a joke that you and maybe one other person's going to get. I should send you this FLA, which is like the code of the website. You would die. You would shit your pants at how awful... And weird it was. And it was, um, you know, Milan, our buddy Milan. Yeah. He did the illustrations for it. It's like uh, popsicle sticks and glue, like to a T. So I had to open that FLA up this weekend, and it was like walking through a haunted house. It was ridiculous. I don't even have Flash installed on a machine anymore, so I wouldn't even be able to open it. Dude, you were like the Flash guy. So... Anyone who's on the internet these days, you don't see Flash anymore. A few years ago, you did. Anytime you saw a game or a website that had animation and sound, it was Flash. But Flash doesn't work on iPhones. And this no normal person knows about this or cares. But Apple sort of said, fuck you, Adobe, which is the company that makes Flash. They didn't support it on the iPhone, whatever. And then Flash essentially died, right? I mean, unless it's a banner ad, you don't see Flash anywhere anymore but ben when you started working with me you were like the flash wizard and i'll never forget the very first website you did with us was of course what it was the ice tea website of course ice motherfucking tea at ben and my old job we did a lot of stars and celebrity and musician websites and ben did this legit website for ice tea and it was that was a tight website for its time yeah it was pretty intense I had a lot of zooming. I remember that. I'm sh- shooting hole, uh, bullet holes in TVs, and uh, I think there was a Coco appearance. Oh, yeah. His wife. She was like on a pole. It was like a, mm-hmm. what was it called? Uh, an Easter egg of sorts. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are pretty fun sites to work on back in the day because <laughs> they were just a lot more rich and uh every everyone was totally custom and you know in terms of the layout and the code and the way things moved rather than it being so structured but yeah sign of the times i guess i miss it i and i think most people who have been doing and making the internet as long as us there was a freedom back then and more of an experimentation which yeah 
you don't see so much anymore. Now it's about content and structure and, like you said, grids. and Yeah, it's mostly about creating dark patterns to confuse your users into buying things and giving them your personal information now. Everything is so shitty. I, I saw the other day, uh, you know, John Oliver, the guy who left The Daily Show to start his own show on HBO. He Have you seen any of his new show? I've seen a handful of his kind of monologues on on I don't I don't really have TV though so I don't know what channel it's on. It's on HBO and Okay, yeah, I, I've seen him on I've seen him on YouTube or one of the video channels. I'm like you too. I've never watched his actual show and I almost feel like if something on his show happens that's so great, hey, it's going to be on YouTube for free. So fuck it. Like I don't need to watch the show on HBO. And last weekend he had a great riff on what's called native advertising which is the notion of the New York Times or, like you said, Polygon. Any website that's supposed to be a news outlet will sometimes do a story that they're paid to do. For instance, I think the New York Times did a story on women in prison, which was sponsored by Orange is the New Black, which is right. about yeah. women in prison. It's like the, it's like the old school uh, magazines where they, ha- they would have those special advertising sections. They looked like articles, but then down at the bottom it would say special advertising section. So you'd think it was like part of the the content that the editor had selected, but really it was just some bullshit ad to make you buy a watch or something. And nothing's changed. It's a hundred percent the same thing. You're totally right. The only difference is magazines are now being more open to it because they have no money. Like people aren't paying for news anymore. The only way they can get money is through ads. Nobody's clicking on banner ads. I mean, speaking of Flash and all that. Uh, what is it like the fun statistic that you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than clicking a banner ad. So (laughs) I think it's crap and it it makes me mad because as somebody who's supposed to be in advertising, I feel like it's lazy that we can't come up with better ways to inform people and persuade them to buy stuff than to like hide. Well, that's, that's why advertising is, is just basically moved to uh, just collecting uh, personal information to be able to sell it to other people now. Um, they, did you see that thing that Twitter is experimenting with showing people um, content that, f- that they're actually not following now? Hmm. Like sponsored so, posts and things? Yeah, so if, if, if I'm following you and you're following Nike or whatever, it'll show a Nike thing in my feed even though even if you don't retweet it or something. Well, so it's like, hey, your buddy Dan like like this so i'm going to include this in your feed if nike pays for that because right i experimented once with buying an ad for this podcast with twitter and it's pretty cool actually i said like 10 bucks my budget was 10 bucks and it's based on impressions so once 10 dollars worth of people saw it the ad was pulled but it's exactly that it's a sponsored post you see it and you glaze over it you're like fuck this i yeah and i think we did it. We did it for the Shiba game too, and you pay for engagement basically. So if somebody clicks on it, that costs you a dollar or something, right? Which is ridiculous when you have a dollar game because it's like, oh, awesome! He clicked through for a dollar, and then like you have a one percent uh, purchase rate, so your chances of getting that dollar back are pretty low. <laughs> well, unless somebody retweets it or something, or unless you become like the next Flappy Bird or something right. like that. Man, too bad you couldn't have been the Flappy Bird. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but still, that would have been pretty legit. I mean, that game was freaking terrible, let's be honest. Oh, it was. That that game was like, <laughs> it scratched an itch in the, the I don't know, uh, hive mind of yeah. iPhone gaming, and now it's good, dead. I mean, there was like two months there where every fucking game was a clone of Flappy Bird, yeah. and now it's gone. I mean, it's just virtually just disappeared, and nobody well, the cares. De- the developer had like a br- a nervous breakdown because yeah, uh, I was I was talking to the 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 guy that I know that just released his game, um, and he was saying that I guess what happened was that maybe he didn't maybe it, like English was his first language, and he was getting all these reviews that people were saying like, I'm so addicted to this game, it's so good. Oh my fucking god! And they were like swearing and saying they were addicted. And he was take he somehow took that as like, no, no, please don't be addicted. Like I just right. want you to have fun. Like and so he like pulled it pulled it out because he was worried that people were like ruining their lives playing this game, which Jeez. is probably true. Um, 
but I thought that was pretty entertaining. I think it's I think it kind of ruined his life too for a minute there because he was so stressed out about it. I can imagine. That's what I'm saying. I I wouldn't want that kind of crazy success where everybody is shouting at you and even even like praise and negativity and it's just that mm-hmm. it's it's tough putting putting your own products out and having people say I love this or this game is terrible, you know? It's that's it's tough to hear. Well, in video games especially, or anything that kind of goes quote-unquote viral, it's like, yeah. have you seen any of these videos with the, that woman, the Auntie Fee, the black woman who's has like a cooking show? No. Oh, man. You oh, these are gold. It's like a week ago, this woman, just like any woman, any day, any millions of people who want to make something viral, she had her nephew or somebody videotape her cooking in her kitchen and she's yelling at him. She's a she's an absolute character, and she's cooking, and it's hilarious. Blows up, goes viral, and now she's uh, every comment in the YouTube. It's like it's it's like a race war in the comment section. It's <laughs> disgusting and awful. Never never read the comments, right? No, never. And yeah. but she's like, I saw today she was on TMZ, and she's going on Jimmy Kimmel and stuff. Well, good it, for her. Totally, and it just made me laugh. Like this is like the new. She's like essentially Flappy Bird of YouTube yeah. right now and just trying to well, ride that train. I think that's why the ad agencies are freaking out because the you, we've sort of turned over the uh, the agency to to users rather than, you know, users are determining what is popular, not an advertising agency anymore. And that's what freaks these agencies out is that they're trying to create that and that and that feels very manufactured. You can't manufacture a cult- culture like that. No. And it's just sloppy. But I'm, I miss a lot of this stuff because uh, I admittedly uh, I haven't I haven't used Facebook for a month and a half now. I haven't I have not logged in. Period. I haven't seen it on Facebook either. You know where I saw it was on Reddit. Huh. That's yeah, what, I, I'm, I don't like I don't care for Reddit because that's one of those kind of cesspool of horribleness, and I, I try to avoid that. I'll tell um, you what. I check Reddit like once or twice, at once a day or every other day, because that really does seem to be where things hit first. Like, if you do have any interest, I try to go there every once in a while for content for the show. Like, all right, let me try to catch something cool before it yeah. really blows up, because it, it invariably kind of does happen there, there yeah. first. I'm pretty lazy on my on seeing the funny stuff because everybody just sends it to you eventually over I am or something. So I know like going hunting, it seems pointless at this point. It's true. Well, but, and like you said yeah. about ad agencies, someone's going to co-opt like even remember that golden voice homeless guy. Mm-hmm. He yeah. like, uh, an yeah, ad- I think he was from Columbus, right? He, I think he was. And then, yeah. you know, Crispin Porter very well. Sure. Because uh, no one else does or gives a shit, but they're a really big agency based in Boulder. And Ben and I did a bunch of work for them back in the day, and they were brutal. They were terrible. They had a, oh yeah, they weren't. They're one of the biggest, right? Yeah, they're huge. And back then, they had an awful reputation. And I remember the project we did for them. It was like uh, eighty grand for a Domino's pizza banner ad. Remember that? Yeah. And I think you and I worked all weekend on it, and it was stupid. But they've they've since changed a lot. They're they're a good shop now. But either way. They hired the golden voice guy to be the voice of macaroni and cheese. And I guarantee you this woman, this Auntie Fee lady, is going to be selling, shilling something. An ad agency is going to, some social media shitbag is yeah. going to reach out to her and give her money to hawk something of theirs. Yeah, they're, they're, that's what ad agencies will become, are these sort of uh, vultures. They, cir- they circle these, uh, I, I guarantee there's probably hundreds and hundreds of jobs that they call themselves, I don't know, like product developers at these agencies, but all they do is sit on Reddit all day shopping for for shit that they can buy right to 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 sell back to, you know, the the people that are creating this stuff. Yeah. They're, they're called digital strategists. I think that's right. yeah, what it would it's be. Pathetic. It's super pathetic. Hey, listen. Speaking of digital, I need to plug my sponsor because just like Auntie Fee, I got a mouth to feed and is it Squarespace still? It's motherfucking Squarespace still. Marie and I are make, are making a product. I want to sponsor your show at some point too. Great. Well, listen. Based on how much money Squarespace gives me, I I promise you that you could afford. It's affordable. It's affordable. It's affordable, and I will shill for you because Squarespace is great. And you and I are in this industry, so it's kind of weird. I think maybe it's like uh, I'm a butcher. 
who's selling someone yeah. else's meat but they really are a great product no i i should probably get myself a squarespace uh, affiliate account because i get um work requests all the time from um, artists and photographers and and their stuff is ideal for those kind of uh sites yeah and uh and it's you know they're they're when their budgets are like oh well i have two hundred dollars like oh sorry i can't can't really help you with that right but yeah you can get the yeah i mean they have beautiful templates and they're all responsive and stuff yeah totally worth it you know what instead of getting a account of your own use mine dog offer code save it squarespace.com slash save it they get 10 percent off you don't even need a credit card so if you're a dirt bag with no credit card you can still do it and you're right if you have 200 dollars for a website get the fuck out of here i mean that's not serious 200 dollars. You, you can't even buy an xbox for 200 dollars. No, you can't yeah. you can't expect some hard-working man or woman to spend 80 hours designing, developing, and handling your shit for $200. If you had somebody come to your house to clean your fucking house for $200, they would maybe clean your house for two hours or three hours. So how can you expect someone to make you a website for $200? You can't. But what you can do is use Squarespace. So use Squarespace, offer code save it. Is that their plug? Like Squarespace, it's just like having somebody come and clean your house for two hours. It's not, but it should be. So <laughs> they can have that one for free. So, all right. Well, listen, let's do. Uh, I got some questions. You want to do a couple of user questions, and then maybe yeah, we'll do a real treat let's, and let's answer them. Call Hopefully, it a there's night. some some register ghouls. There is a couple, believe it or not. Good. Good. So I'm glad that we're getting some mean people writing into the show again because for a minute there it was all butterflies and uh, unicorns. So here's a nice one, though. And we kind of talked about school. I guess we should have talked about this before. But back to school memories, question mark. I enjoy laughing at kids who have to go back to school, period. So here's a question from somebody who, hey, guess what, fucker? They just had a break, though. You just been working for 12 months a year. So don't laugh at them. But what about you? Is there any in particular like a, a good back to school memory that you might have? For me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, back to school is never, I never had any good memories about going back to school. No. But I do remember leaving school for for breaks and we would just uh, take off all our clothes and walk home across the street in the schoolyard. Butt naked? Yeah, we would just strip down. Wow. I never did anything like that. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't have anything even near to that, but I'm with you. I never liked going back to school. It always made me anxious. I always felt nervous. I, you get to school, you don't know who you're going to sit by. You don't know, you know, who's changed or what the teacher's going to be like or how much homework you're going to get. And it always it always freaked me out. Yeah, definitely. All my, I remember another one going back in eighth grade. I had a friend. His name was Joe. And in seventh grade, we were friends. And then during the summer, I didn't see him at all. And when we, when the first day we went back in eighth grade, I saw him and I said, "What's up, Joe?" And he grabbed me by my neck and started choking me and slammed me into the locker. And then I was like, "What the fuck?" What? And then yeah, we we weren't friends again after that. What? So <laughs> I don't know what happened over the summer, but yeah, that was that's one of my going back to school memories. What like about just, the rest of the year? You never talked about it or saw him or No, nah, like we just I just avoided him. You know, wow. Just like he got he got pretty uh intense. Pretty pretty thuggish over the over the summer there, I guess. Jeez. I thought you were gonna say he came to school like wearing a Marilyn Manson t shirt and all of a sudden he was like a goth kid. No, but that, that that did happen quite frequently. Isn't that funny? Like, all of a sudden, I remember one summer I was with my friend, his older brother, and it was the first time I heard, like, Led Zeppelin, or maybe it was 311, I don't know, some awful 90s band, actually, not classic rock. And then when I went to school, all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, I like Green Day, and I like Pearl Jam, and uh, 311, like, all of a sudden, I was so enlightened with music. Yeah. And, you know, I was I changed so much, but... Okay, here's another question. Uh, here's a, this is a great question. Coffee, black or with cream? These are real questions. So wh how do you take your coffee? Mm, depends on the coffee. Usually black. I thought you were if a black guy. If it's, uh, if it's terrible coffee, like if I'm at Denny's or something, I'll toss a little cream in there. But, you know, if it's bitter asshole. But yeah. um, a nice, yeah, a nice cup of coffee. Just, you got you to gotta taste that coffee, coffee bean. Right. With no sugar then? 
No. I'm a baby. I like it all. I like coffee. I like cream and sugar in my coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like lattes, though, so it's, you know, that's pretty milky, creamy. I love coffee. I love all kinds of coffee. I like iced coffee. I like, yeah, I like latte. I'll drink espresso. I'll drink coffee from a gas station that's like the bitterest piece of shit, gross kind. And then I'll put those little coffee mate packets in it. And I don't care. I'll drink it. Mm. It's good stuff. Uh, here's a question which I don't really understand Spit or swallow? Oh, you mean like when I give a blowjob? That's what I'm saying. What what is that supposed to mean? Of course, I, I would I would sw- I would swallow um, because um, semen is actually really good for you in terms of like energy levels. Really? Um, yeah. Um, my girlfriend refers to it as vitality. Ooh. You know what? So, I'm into that. I mean, you're really taking in a man's essence. Well, there's just a lot of uh, I don't know what it is, but it's like proteins or there's a lot of good stuff in it for sure. And I, I think I would swallow too because I, I want to do a good job at it. I want to, I want to finish strong. Yeah, you, you want to go all the way to completion. Yeah. Plus, I feel I'm, like I'm not. I don't, I don't like to half-ass it when you know to get it done right. No, and spitting it out is a pain. Like you have to like what, like run to the sink with your mouth full, and I don't know. That's an awkward move. For you could, you. Uh, you could always snowball. Oh, now listen. No, I, I don't. What? I couldn't do that. Why? My own jizz in my mouth? Yeah. Nah, uh, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're leading me to believe that this is something that you like to do, which is fine. No judgment. None. Maybe a little judgment, a tiny bit. But, tiny judge? But not a lot. And I, I don't, I've never done it. Maybe this weekend I'll get Nicole super drunk. And we'll, <laughs> Just surprise her. We'll give it a shot. You should. We'll give it a shot. So, shot, no, no pun intended? None. Zero. <laughs> This is the second time someone's done this with my form. They wrote in and said, I'd love to have you on my show. Will you come on? Yeah, I would love to. You didn't leave a name or an email or nothing. The answer is yes. Right. So fill out the form, broha. And of course, I'd like to come on. Uh, Here's another one. Hey, idiot. There are plenty of funny women out there. Please have more on. Well, I've talked about this on the show before. I would love to have more ladies on, but to be honest, it's not easy to book people. You know, I reach out to folks, they don't get back to me. People are busy. And frankly, sometimes I forget. And I just sort of like, oh shit, I have a show this week and I haven't booked a guest. And then Eddie and I will just rattle one off. So I'm doing my best, people. If you have any idea or recommendations for great, interesting or funny or creative women to have on the show, I'd love to know. You should start, you should start looking for more. I really should. I think that's like the the common excuse is like you know, especially like hiring. I know. In, in in you know in our field, especially in the technical field, it's like, well, no women apply. It's like no, you have to go. You have to go find them and recruit them. That you know, like you, that's your responsibility as a company to find good employees. That you know. So yeah, you should start. Uh, you should start just talking to people on Twitter, hitting them up. I will. I'll try harder. I mean, I honest to God, I probably reached out to ten. 15 like really funny comedians yeah. mostly comedians and i want to i want to send you this link to this girl um i think her name is jamie she does a podcast called unprofessional okay you guys should do, you guys should do a podcast together she used to be on the mule syndicate and like uh, last week she had um dean clean from the dead milkman the drummer on oh, her wow. show and that was awesome because he's a web developer as well so oh no shit uh, okay yeah, i'll I I will like CC her on on there. You should you should have her on if if she's open. I would love to have her she's on. She's cool. Okay, well listen, boom. It's in the atmosphere now whether it's her or somebody else. Absolutely have a goal now to I'm going to pray to Jesus to get a woman. Yeah. On, you should. On this show. I think it'll happen. Jesus. I'll do it Jesus right now. I'll do it right now. Jesus, listen, Jesus. I'm I'm at a point in the show where I've had a lot of really funny men on. I've had a handful of funny women, but I really want to have a great woman on the show. And show people that I'm not a piece of shit, and that I don't only want to have men on. So Jesus, Jesus, please let's let's get a great woman on the show. That's it. Amen. There you go. I, that sounded pretty good, right? Yeah, I think Jesus will come in, come through for you All this right. time. Looking out for me, Jesus. So someone wrote in pussy. Someone keeps writing in just the word pussy. Which mm-hmm. is cool. I appreciate their consistency. I agree. And all that, and and that's it. So we're we're nearing an hour, so let's do our real treat, 
And I forgot to tell you to bring a walk-off song, but I hope you can think of something. Well, I've got. I was gonna suggest that you check out my uh, my Spotify playlist. I just published one called Twenty Six. That's my Twenty Six Spotify playlist. It's got all stuff from uh, that I've been favoriting recently. Oh, all right. Well, listen. So, is that your real treat? Yeah. Okay. Pick something. Pick something from that. Um, the the album I've been listening to a lot lately is uh, Pell. So. Go look that up. Which, uh, okay, hold on. You're confusing me. Now, is your real treat your Spotify list and your walk-off song, Pell? Yes. Okay, so, okay. Real treat is the Spotify list. I will link to that in the show description and on the website. You can enjoy that. Let me do my real treat, and then I'll play your walk-off song before we leave. So, my real treat is Bloody Mary's. Uh, Simple. That's it, dog. I like Bloody Marys. You know, up here... Oh, okay. There's a cultural difference between Canada and... Um, up here, they have these things called Caesars. It's basically a Bloody Mary with Clamato juice instead of tomato juice. Oh, then, dude, I would rather have that because... So here's the deal. I never liked Bloody Marys. I don't like tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes on a sandwich. I don't like tomato soup. I don't like... I like ketchup because that's not tomato. That's fake. But I don't like Bloody Marys. And I have a theory, which I may have said on the show before. It's my seven times theory. Because as a grown-up and as a person in the world, if the world likes something and you don't, then it's on you, right? I mean, everybody likes Bloody Marys, but I didn't because, excuse me, I was stupid. It's, it's my fault that I didn't like Bloody Marys. So I took it on myself to, to learn to like them. Just like anybody would learn to like coffee or tequila or, I don't know, something that you may not like. And I feel like I have this theory that after you genuinely try something seven times, you're going to start to like it. And sure Mm -hmm. enough, now I love Bloody Marys so much that I I love them camping. It's like a, a guy that I camp with. His name's David. And he makes a great Bloody Mary. And he uses Clamato in them. So yeah, maybe I like C- Caesars. That's a Caesar. Okay. Then maybe yeah. my real treat is a Caesar and I didn't even know it. Yeah. So it's great. And camping and drinking a Bloody Mary is awesome because day drinking is, is really special. Yeah. And really I want to change my real treat. My real treat is that we're going to Italy in September. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's probably when you're going to conceive the Con- baby. Yeah. It's <laughs> It'll be Italian, I guess. You know what? Some guy that I work with tried to tell me that I needed to have my baby in a foreign country because if you have the baby in a foreign country, it's a lot easier to get dual citizenship. So, for instance, if you wanted to have citizenship in Italy, you know, travel to Italy, what, at eight months when your wife is ready to burst and then have the baby in Italy, it didn't sound worth it at all. And that doesn't really make any sense because you you don't immediately get citizenship by being born at a different country right he's full of shit forget you have to you'd have to be your wife would have to be italian right her 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 vagina (laughs) is still canadian that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard all right Uh. fuck that guy so your real treat is you're going to italy that's awesome i look forward to seeing the photos on instagram and and that's it there won't be many because I don't think we can bring mochi with us. Oh, yeah, you're right. It'll just be rock climbing then, I guess. Yeah. So, all right. So, Pell, I think you sent me Pell. I, I still count on you to show me cool music because you still are like the coolest music guy I know. You sent me that and it was great. So, I totally agree. Which song should I be playing by him? Mm. Did you pick one? I didn't pick one. All right. Well, just maybe tell me one later and I'll pipe be piping it in right now. You're the best. You're a great friend. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah, and but we never hang out in real life. Never hang out in real life. And I can't tell you when we possibly will now that you live in Canada. Come to Vancouver. I'd love to. I should. It's part of my territory for work. I, I should come up there and uh, make an yeah, excuse. Yeah, and we sometimes work together, so there's really no excuse for you not to visit. All right, goddammit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do everything I can to give to Vancouver. Now, now that you're all done with your kids, like ship them off to boot camp or whatever and come visit. Seriously. That would be great. I, I I do love my kids, you know, besides what the crazy neighbor lady thinks. But yeah, they're out of here. 
I'm going to Vancouver. Download Ben's game, shibashibagame.com. Right, what else? People should follow you on Twitter, type one error. Is that you on Twitter? Yep. Type one error, at type one error. Ben, uh, thanks for all your support of the show over these past couple of years, too. I appreciate it. You're a great friend, and thank you for coming on tonight. Anytime. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Later. All right, take care. Yes. Thank you, Ben, so much. Like I said, you are the best, and I appreciate all your support. And again, like I said, I appreciate all the new listeners. Something happened the past couple of weeks. I think the show was shared somewhere, or somebody, I don't know, tweeted about it or posted it somewhere. Because I was looking at the stats today, and there's been a lot of new listeners. And especially if you're a SoundCloud listener, sometimes I can tell it'll say your name and stuff like that. And there's a lot of brand new actual people listening to the show. So shout out to you. Big time shout out to you. Thanks for checking it out. I will continue to make these shows, and hopefully you continue to enjoy them. And if you are new, throw a review our way or tell a friend about the show, and we will continue making them. And that's it. So here we are, episode 105. Thanks again to Squarespace. Offer code save it. Blah, blah, blah. You know the deal there. This is Dan Fields. You've been listening to Save It for the Show. And we'll see you next week. Take care.